You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good evening, everybody. Uh, Jeff Floyd here, your host of Locked On Browns, as always, guys. Uh, whether you use Surrey, whether you use Alexa, just ask the, ask the kind ladies, press play, podcast, Locked On Browns, they will go ahead and run you off the most current and fresh episode of Locked On Browns. Um, obviously, guys, you know, me here, cover this now for a while with your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. We're going to do something a little bit different tonight. Um, not since the first couple episodes of the show have we gone solo. Um, we're going to go solo here tonight. Uh, so joining me here this evening is nobody. Just me, guys. Um, I decided, um, you know, uh, we're about a month away from the NFL Combine and almost the NFL Combine being over with. Uh, for me, it's it, one of my. This is one of my favorite times of the year, guys. Football-wise, obviously, the regular season and everything that goes along with that is outstanding. But you know, I do, I do enjoy the draft. I've always enjoyed the draft process. NFL Combine, um, you know, the you know major major job interview for so many young guys for a chance to you know elevate their stock, hopefully not drop their stock. Um, so I went over to Fan Speak today, and I um, I love the guys over there. Steve Shoop and his guys they do a fantastic job. Uh, went through and fired up and made all 11 selections. Um, I can't I can't really do it live. We've done those shows with Jake Burns and Steve Burns. I mean, Jake Burns and uh, with Stephen Thomas. We can't really, I can't really do it solo. There is some upkeep to doing it, and that's why what make those shows work so well because, you know, there's plenty of time to talk. But, you know, there, you know, there is some work that has to be done if you're actually going to go do it live and do it through the uh, mock draft simulator over at Fanspeak. So, you know, I went ahead and did it this way. So this way, you know, it, it, it won't lag the show down. If, it, if I were to do it solo, you're probably talking about a, you know, almost an hour show. That's just the way the entire app it works. But it's a fun thing to burn off while you're having lunch. So, guys, if you don't use Fanspeak, go ahead and check that out. It's a pretty cool thing. Um, so the way it worked out here, um, round one, pick 17. The way the simulation on Fanspeak went, um, it went very defensive tackle heavy. So it, it, the op- the options for defensive tackle, which guys you know you know where my theories are on this draft and, and on what this team needs are. I want defense, defense, more defense. I have no problem adding to the offense, but there's a lot of holes in my opinion that still need to be addressed on this defense. And when you are going with a brand new defensive coordinator, he's going to have ideas and he's going to want guys brought in as well. So the way the board fell for us here, um, in my opinion, the best option available at 17 overall, Montez Sweat, uh, defensive end ad of Mississippi state. If you followed uh, senior bowl week at all, obviously, you know, the measurements were ridiculous, about six foot six, really, really long arms, uh, you know, carries his weight. Well, looks like he could easily put on another 10 to 15 pounds. Um, the production, um, he was his transfer, started his career at Michigan State in his last two years down at, uh, you know, miss, uh, down at Mississippi State, like I said. Um, over the last two years at Mississippi State, 30 tackles for loss, impressive enough. 22 and a half sacks. Um, the, some of the questions people are going to have are, is he athletic enough to warrant a selection this high? Um, that's one thing we're going to find out in a month, you know, in Indy, in the combine, is Montez Sweat. You know, is he athletic enough to warrant a top 20 selection? Um, if he tests... About where most people figure he will, which would put him to, you know, a little bit above an average, you know, athlete at the defensive end position. It's, I don't think it's going to be that much of an issue. Um, we have a number one defensive end here in Cleveland with, you know, obviously Miles Garrett. Good player, guys. He's pretty good. Um, but Montez Sweat now would come in and he would be asked to be, you know, your, your second defensive end. 
Um, so it, even if the athleticism is where we think it should be, I think he's going to be well enough to be a good selection at 17. Uh, the production is what you're looking for. Obviously, you know, an SEC competitor, solid, solid production for his two years down there in Starkville. So I, you know, comfortable and I'm okay with it. The number one overall selection in this fan speak experiment for your Cleveland Browns, uh, Montez Sweat, defensive end from Mississippi State University. Um, now, guys, obviously, you know, I pre- you know, I, I, I'm putting a premium on this defensive tackle position right now. Um, I, I, two, three, four bodies between free agency, between the the draft. There's a lot of guys here. I, I'd, I'd be fine if it was just Larry Ogunjobi and a whole bunch of new guys. I'm not sure if there's anybody on the interior I want to bring back from the 2018 version of the Cleveland Browns. So we need a lot of help there. As much as round one wasn't as kind to us to the defensive tackle position, a guy I love uh, was right there in round two for the taking. Jerry Tillery out of Notre Dame. Jerry is a big, big dude, uh, you know, weight-wise, height-wise, arm length. I mean, kind of guy that can smack you in your living room from your driveway. That type of guy. But on tape, he's agile. Uh, he moves very well left and right. Um, gives you a solid work. I mean, gives you solid work ethic on the field. He will run. I mean, and he will chase plays down. He doesn't give up. He's just not a big guy who's just going to get caught up in the trenches and stay there. He he can move well up and down the line of scrimmage and the levels there. And you know, obviously, chase ball carriers down. Uh, you know, solid production, almost 40 tackles, eight tackles for loss, seven sacks. Um, this is one thing, you know, uh, it's on the interior. I, I want some of these guys who've shown that they can contribute in pass rush. Jerry Tillery with seven sacks. That fits the bill here. Obviously, we know Larry Ogunjobi can get some things done on the in- interior as far as the pass rusher. Um, and one thing I kind of keep trying to harp here, guys, is as this team gets better, your Cleveland Browns, you're going to be on the field a lot more defensively in the third and fourth quarters of these games, and these teams are going to be throwing on you because most of the time the Browns are going to be playing from ahead. So you want guys who can contribute in that. So you, you don't want to have to say, oh, well, uh, Jerry Tillery has to come off the field because it's an obvious passing situation. If he can do enough, and if he's playing next to a guy like Larry Ogunjobi where he's going to draw one-on-ones, there should be an opportunity where he can contribute as a pass rusher as well. And we know he's capable of that with his seven sacks in his final year in South Bend. Um, wide receiver position, and this is one, guys, we've, I'm going to get into it a little bit more with the next selection. The wide receiver position, guys, you know where I stand. Um, wide receiver one, yes, that's a fantastic thing. And, uh, you know, and, and you guys come out with so many names, but I'll tell you right now, Antonio Brown didn't do anything in the playoffs this year. Odell Beckham didn't do anything in the playoffs this year. Julio Jones, nah, nothing in the playoffs this year. Uh, let's see, New Hopkins. Didn't do much in his playoff game, guys. The Yes, it's great to have a true number one wide receiver. I, I just don't see it as a huge need, A, for Baker or for this team. I would rather have anybody else. who I would rather have guys on the field who I know that can do their job. They can run their route correctly. If they create the separation, they run their route correctly, and they are open, Baker Mayfield will throw them the ball. Make sure you're going to be able to catch it. Those are the guys we want. Yes, would you ideally want a guy that can... If, if you find him in the right spot and you didn't have other holes to fill, would you want a true legitimate number one wide receiver? Yes, but you don't have to risk for it now. You have other needs, and Baker Mayfield's shown you that it's not something that he truly needs, and that's just as a rookie. Imagine when he's a little more confident as a second-year player, you know. And, and now you know you got to keep in mind it was only you know uh, seven games. With Freddie Kitchens, with Freddie Kitchens, imagine now as the relationship continues to grow, and it will get better. It seems like these guys are really in pay, you know in sync with each other. So two uh, two third round picks here. Um, this one, the way it fell, I have a bunch of guys in this, and then there's smaller guys, they're faster guys, and you know obviously this has been a popular name Brown wise from Mayfield, Ohio. 
Andy Isabella. Um, Andy Isabella, you know, very, very track fast, legit track fast. Uh, obviously, you know, most of you who follow me and most of you who follow some of this, you know, know he won a 200 meter dash competition uh, against Denzel Ward by both of them were in high school out in Ohio. So the speed, legit, there's no concerns with that. Um, is he a smaller guy? Um, we, there's something that's used in the draft community and it's called don't count it twice. If you watched Andy Isabella on tape at UMass, you never said to yourself, wow, you know, He's a big dude. He showed up at the Senior Bowl. Uh, a little under five foot nine. Arms are a little short. Hands are a little small. Andy and his, Andy Isabella isn't a big dude. He's just not. Uh, you know, so you shouldn't have been taken away by his measurements down in Mobile. I like the player. I like the game. The production is ridiculous. And yes, obviously he's played at the you know the F- FCS position. But he's got three games against the SEC where he tore them up. He gave the University of Georgia secondary this year all they could handle and then some. So if you were going against some of the predominant athletes in, look, Georgia, Georgia's got five stars and track guys everywhere. If you can do that to guys at the University of Georgia, I feel that's going to parlay pretty well into, into the NFL. Do I think Andy Isabella is ever going to be a true starting wide receiver in the NFL? Probably not. He will have a nice role where you can use his speed, you know, jet, you know, jet sweeps, smoke screens, hot routes, anything where you can try to get him in space. He's got some wiggle to him. He can actually break some tackles. If he saw his touchdown in uh, in Mobile at the Senior Bowl, you know he's capable of that stuff. But just a fun player. And look, I want somebody else that can pop the top off the defense here. Uh, Andy Isabella would be the first selection in the third round. Um, now, obviously, there were two selections here in the third round. Uh, this would be the Patriots pick. So this pick is actually the Danny Shelton trade here. Um, this is another thing where we're going to get to with the wide receiver position. You know, wide receiver one, wide receiver one, wide receiver one. I, I understand, guys. To some of you, that's very important. I do say, for me, I think who is the second running back on this team is maybe more important than having the true number one wide receiver. Look, unless they show us that Duke Johnson's role is going to change, I guess we, we all just have to believe it's not going to. You know, we've heard it, get Duke more, get Duke more involved, get Duke more involved, get Duke more involved. It doesn't seem to be happening. Do they like him in the passing game? They do. Do they like him in the run game? It, it doesn't seem that. So what happens you know, if Nick Chubb sprains an ankle? Or Nick Chubb's going to miss a week or two? Or Nick Chubb's a little dinged up and you're a good team and it's week 14, 15, and you say, you want to know what? Let's get him a blow here. Make sure he's ready. Because, guys, if you want to play in January, you want your best players there. So who can we get in 12 to 15 carries? And I know we've brought this name up before. And I brought it up with John Costco. University of Kentucky, Benny Snell. Um, Benny Snell, he's not going to wow you. He's not the ooh, super athletic running back. North and south very well. Runs hard. Three years down in Lexington, Kentucky. Broke over 45 tackles each season. Um, he's shown more and more production as his years gone on. His careers in, at, at Kentucky have gone on. I, I really like the game, but he's, no, I, I kind of like the kid he is. He's fun. He's engaging. Um, he kind of helped bring Kentucky and put him on the map in the SEC over these last year, along with uh, you know, jo- uh, you know, Josh Allen on the defensive side of the ball. So Benny Snell as your second, third round selection is a guy from what I've watched. And, you know, look, combine numbers are going to come in here. I hope he can you know, get himself in that four or five range, and which I'd be totally fine with. But Benny Snell right now from what I've watched and everything we know on the kid, if I had to sit Nick Chubb and, you know, or, you know, whatever, just incorporated and he gets a blow and you still want a guy that I think can do some things, not the athlete that Nick Chubb is because, guys, don't underestimate it. Nick Chubb is a superior Excellent, ridiculously good athlete. 
But Benny Snell would fit in here nicely. And look, if, if it turns out that you just have two really good guys capable of running the ball, it's a nice problem to have. But Benny Snell is your second third uh, second third round reception, uh, uh, selection. So four picks in the book here, guys. Um, if you're liking what you're hearing, guys, iTunes, rating, reviews, now's a fantastic time. Go ahead, drop me a five-star, leave a written review. I appreciate it, guys. Now that takes us over into round four. Um, this is a player, <clears throat> I don't think big draft. Now when we say big draft, this is your Daniel Jeremiah's of the world, uh, you know, your Matt Miller's, whatever. We say big draft. Um, you know, Mike Mayock used to be part of that, now works for the Oakland Raiders. Um, this is a guy, and if his combine goes, and I've talked with his camp a lot, um, the, for him to have declared was a little weird. Michigan State you know, hasn't been that great of a program in the last few years. Here's a guy in Justin Lane. Um, you know, almost, almost six foot, probably about six foot two even. He's probably going to maybe measure a little bit less than that. Long arms, went to East Lansing as a wide receiver, ended up starting midway through his freshman season as a cornerback. They needed the help. He had had the experience from high school and just took to it. Uh, willing tackler. Um, this is one thing now with the Browns and guys, we talked about this yesterday. The social media stuff was out there, you know, and obviously the PFF, there were a lot of missed tackles by this defense last year. Inexcusable. Cannot have it. You want more players who are going to make, be sound tacklers. Justin Lane is that guy. He will get his nose dirty. He can bring a little thump to it. Solid player in that. Coverage-wise, um, not a ton of turnovers. Um, a lot of pass breakups. Very active guy. He's going to have to you know learn to get a little bit easier with the hands. Um, you know, wouldn't be a guy who's going to come in and start day one. Um, I think we all really liked the game and the play that Terrence Mitchell gave us here, this year in his first year in Cleveland. If you're looking for the eventual running mate for Denzel Ward and you liked Terrence Mitchell or you like Terrence Mitchell, you go ahead and you draft Justin Lane out of Michigan State. And look, getting him here in the fourth round, this is great here, but I don't think he is going to be available with this selection if his combine and he runs that 4-5 that his camps tell him he's going to run. And I'm telling you right now, Justin Lane is a guy, and you're going to see it's going to start to pick up the momentum. The big draft media is going to get to it. Um, I know Chad Reuter uh, writes for NFL.com. He did a three-round mock today, and he was the last selection of the third round going to the Cleveland Browns. So Justin Lane, there's some that are on him. Not all of them are, but I guarantee you most of them are going to get to the name of Justin Lane out of Michigan State. So uh, for me, that, that would be the, the corner I'm looking to add to this group. Fitz, you know, Denzel Ward, they just loved his coverage ability. They loved everything he could do. But everything else, the corners they brought in last year, long, lean, you know, you know, com- competed for the ball. Justin Lane would fill, fit right into that mode here with your Cleveland Browns. That brings us to the fifth round. Three selections here for your Cleveland Browns. Um, so now I, I, if you guys listen to me, you know, obviously follow me on social media, I need more athleticism in the linebacking core. I need to chase down these running backs. Uh, you know, I, I can't have James Conner going for you know, 15, 16 receptions in the two games we play him. I can't have guys like Christian McCaffrey eating us alive. So I need to get guys who can chase, chase linebackers, who can run with these running backs. First selection here for the Browns in the fifth round out of the University of Notre Dame. Over 116 tackles twice. 21 career tackles for loss. Um, seven sacks over his career in at Notre Dame. Tavon Coney. Um, I, I just like the player. Uh, I, and he's, he's built. He's, he's thick. He, he's not one of these smaller linebackers. Runs well. Chases well. 
Uh, very solid career, the production at Notre Dame. He's a guy that I have in this mix. And, and we talk about, look, it'd be nice to get you know, a Devin White in the first round. But you can get linebackers later on. And these guys usually, you know, these are the guys that you're looking for for nickel and dime situations. Tavon Cooney out of Notre Dame, a guy I, I really like. And as the process has gone on, I liked him. The more I watch, the mobile stuff, everything about him. Tavon Cooney, fifth round selection, I, I, I is a guy I really, really want to be wearing. Uh, orange and brown for this team. I, I just think he would be a huge, huge addition. Um, I, to add something to the offensive line, look, because you know these things, these mocks will change. Uh, obviously, after the combine, obviously after free agency starts, with some trades, whatever. You know, some needs may become bigger priorities. Some needs may become you know lesser priorities. But I am going to take an offensive lineman here at a Clemson University. Uh, Mitch Hyatt, four-year left tackle starter at Clemson over what probably one of the greatest runs in college football history for a program has been Clemson these past four years. Um, you know, blocked Deshaun, you know, blocked for Deshaun Watson. Obviously, you know, blocked this year, you know, for, for Mr. Lawrence, uh, national championship yet again. Now, Mitch Hyatt, um, now here's a guy, he's probably not going to be a left tackle in the NFL. And look, that's okay. That's understandable. Look, I mean, there's high, there's the height, the weight, the hands, the arm length. It gets really, really in deep and in depth as to who portrays to what type of position. But I will take a guy who was a four-year starter at an ACC school, and from the run that this team just went on and this program went on, and Mitch Hyatt, you know, maybe an eventual starter, probably at a guard position, maybe it's a center, but even still, right out the gate, you have a guy probably capable of with a little work of you know being able to fill in. At a left tackle, I mean, at a left guard, at a center, possibly at a right guard, at a right tackle. Um, you good football players that that just doesn't leave the body. Maybe he won't be an NFL left tackle, obviously, but he will be a guy that will contribute in the NFL. He's a really, really good player. It just takes, in, you know, it's just something different with left tackles. You got to be the elite athlete. You got to have the size. There's so much to it. Mitch Hyatt doesn't bring those things, but he brings great capabilities that could help him contribute to an offensive line in other positions. Now, also in the fifth round here, this would be the third one. Uh, this guy's interesting. Uh, you know, career at Kansas and essentially did nothing. Um, shows up here at Texas A&M, plays one year of ball. Uh, tight end, Jay Sternberger, almost 50 receptions, almost 850 yards, 10 touchdowns. Here's a guy kind of came out of nowhere. Um, it is a huge and deep tight end class. Um, there will be a guy who falls through the cracks, and he could probably get in the fifth round. Uh, you, know, I, I've talked a lot. I don't think Seth the Valve is going to be part of this Browns team uh, in 2019. Uh, it just seems you know he kind of almost like Duke Johnson, but even more for Seth the Valve. It just doesn't seem like a guy who's in their plans. Uh, when you see Seth the Valve on the sidelines with a baseball hat on, when the team's on the field. It kind of lets you know, wow, maybe they don't think as much as the guy as we all think of him. So I, I do think maybe Seth DeVal will get moved on from. Jay Sternberger would fill in, uh, you know, solid, solid receiver. Um, the blocking, because not much at Kansas, uh, wasn't asked much to do it at Texas A&M. That's still kind of an up-in-the-air thing. But it, so it would be interesting, you know, where he would shade into that. But you could do a lot, a lot of fun things with David Ajoku and Jay Sternberger on the field at the same time. Now, we're going to take it on over to uh, you know, your sixth-round selection. I told you, I want a little bit more at linebacker. Um, you look at the University of Buffalo. Uh, Khalil Hodge. Uh, first thing with Khalil Hodge is you watch him on tape. You know, you like it. I mean, love it. Look, uh, tackle, I think, 420 tackles over the three years at Buffalo. Production, no question about it. Uh, five, five and a half sacks, 21 tackles for loss, three interceptions. The thing is, though, is you watch him at Buffalo, and 
you don't think he's that big. Uh, he goes down to Tampa, plays an East-West Shrine game, uh, met, you know, was you know, well into the 240s, uh, but still ran well, uh, carried it well. Um, it was surprising that his number was that high. I, I definitely thought, thought he'd be you know 10 to 15 pounds lighter than that. Um, but you know, hope you know maybe some of that weight come off. Uh, how will test would be huge because uh, he does look pretty quick on film. But granted, you know, not a lot of you know power five games with Khalil Hodge. But he's a guy I like, and you know, there's yet another young guy who can run, can chase guys down. Um, you know, more of what you're going to need. You know, obviously going to be asked to play special teams early in his career, just like Cooney. But that's what you're looking for. You're going to need help a little everywhere, and you know, you want every part of this roster to be better and now remember we talked about this last year with Jeff Janis and it was like well I, I don't care that he's a gunner I need the guy to be able to play wide receiver uh we're not that we're not there yet well guys now maybe we be now maybe we are there where it's okay to say hey he may only take five to six reps with the base defense but he should be pretty good on special teams and this is now we're here a year later now we're looking in that facet for guys like this so with your six-round selection out of the University of Buffalo, Khalil Hodge, guys. You are listening to the Locked On Browns podcast, guys. Um, again, um, obviously, congratulations to my buddy Mark Schofield over at Locked On Patriots. Uh, Mark does a fantastic job. Um, guys, read his work. He's a fantastic quarterback evaluator. He'll speak well of Baker, which we want. But Locked On Patriots, guys, Matt does a fanta- Mark does a fantastic job covering his hometown team. So now we go to the seventh round. Two selections here. Um... And would I draft a quarterback? Yeah, um, when you're a good team, you have 11 draft picks. If you if the Browns do end up making all 11 draft picks, would I consider drafting a quarterback? Um, do you know? Do I think Coach Drew Coach Stanton's going to stick around? Yeah, I'd keep Coach. I'd keep Drew Stanton around. I, I think he was good for Baker. I think they worked well together. Um, obviously, you know, with uh, Freddie sticking around, and obviously, you know. Um, with the other moves that have been made, you know, obviously Drew knows Freddie a little bit, so that should work. So I, I want Drew Stanton here. I want one more year of, you know, Baker to have that guy that he can bounce things off of. But in the same respect, and guys, look, we talk about this all the time. Baker gets hurt. None of this freaking matters anyway. We're screwed. You're screwed because you ain't going to have a guy capable to just jump in. But if you were to find and develop a backup quarterback, that maybe gives you something, some traits or something the way you said, ah, maybe it's a little bit, you know, and I don't want to say Baker light, maybe Baker light, 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 light. Uh, you head on out to Washington State. Um, quarterback this year uh, was also down in uh, the Senior Bowl. Gardner Minshew. Uh, now, what you like about him? Smaller guy. Uh, mechanics are usually pretty damn solid. And that's one of the things, guys, with Baker Mayfield last year as opposed to Josh Allen last year. With the way Baker Mayfield operates and not being as tall as these other guys, there's a lot less margin for error for something to go wrong in you know, his release point or his mechanics of how he's physically holding the ball. Josh Allen, a lot more can go wrong. He's a lot bigger. He's a lot longer. One little, you know, bing, one little clip, one little, you know, where he's too slow to adjust. He's just not going to be as quick with his mechanics as a guy like Baker Mayfield is. Gardner Minshew is, you know, similar in size. Um, then he gets statistics this year. 70% completion rate. Psh, checks the box. No problem at all. Threw for damn near 4,800 yards. Yeah, no problem there. Uh, 38 touchdowns to nine interceptions. Nothing wrong with that. Um, you can get him, and we get him here with the first pick in the seventh round, Gardner Minshew. I bring him in. Uh, I, 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 you know, At least give him a camp. See what he's got. Because um, look, if somebody's got to play besides Baker, it's probably not going to go well anyway. So, But I, I want a guy that maybe 
gives me something where I can say maybe there's a little bit of Baker there. Gardner Minshew out of Washington State. May I? Last pick in the seventh round. Um, now, this is an interesting name. Um, he's he's coming late to the process. Here's another guy, late bloomer. Um, I know some guys have talked about him. Defensive tackle at the University of Arkansas, Armand Watts. Um, like I said, late bloomer. Didn't play much at all at Arkansas. Finally got to play this year more. Uh, total, tackle, total tackles, 49. Eight and a half tackles for loss. Seven sacks. Again, guys, somebody on the interior who's able to also get after the quarterback. Seven sacks here for Armand Watts in his only meaningful season of playing football down there at Arkansas. Um, it's going to be interesting how the process goes for him. Obviously, only with the one year of film. Testing will be huge. He tests well. He's going to jump up a couple of rounds. Um, he's still an SEC player, although Arkansas is very, very down on the times. So, but an interesting name that you know, maybe you know people are going to throw out the one year wonder, or is it going to be you know you know the you know the diamond in the rough and you know, late to the starting gate? But you know, now is there more of this guy coming as a player? Um, so you get him with the, seven, the second, seventh round selection. Um, I like the production in one year. I do like you know being able to get after the quarterback from the interior, which we got here with Tillery and with Watts here, guys. So that would make for your 11 draft picks. Montez Sweat, Jerry Tillery, Andy Isabella, Benny Snell, Justin Lane, Tavon Cooney, Mitch Hyatt, Jay Sternberger, Khalil Hodge, Gardner Minshew, and finally, out of Arkansas, Armand Watts. Um, had a little fun with this, guys. I'm going to do probably a couple more here. We're certainly going to do the shows with Jake and Steve because, look, those are just fun. You get some comedy. You get some laughs. You also get some great content from Jake. Steve is really good with the draft as well. Um, but the shows are fun to do. We enjoy them. Get together to be with the boys doing those shows like that. But I'm going to give you a couple more of these. We'll probably call this now your pre-combine one. You know, I'll get you one after the combine, and then maybe we'll just get one final one, you know, somewhere you know, late April in the 20s before the you know the NFL draft does finally kick off. Uh, but I did enjoy this, guys. I hope you guys did too. It's it's weird going solo here again because I haven't done it in a while. Um, so not getting to hear another voice was a little bit different. Uh, this has been Locked On Browns, guys. The Locked On Browns podcast. Go ahead, follow back. We you know make it. We always keep it a follow back account. Send the follow over. Um, myself at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Throw us a follow over there, guys. Um, any podcasting app you use, you will find Locked On Browns. iTunes rating reviews, guys. Drop a five star. Drop a written. I truly appreciate it, um, guys. Just keep it on coming. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.